What's going down, people? What's happening? What up, though? It's that homie, homie, CL, and we back live on the Rundown South. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank y'all for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. Hopefully you came through from therundown.com, but uh, you could be coming live right now on Facebook because I'm doing this pod. It's a solo effort. So, you know, if you want to take a look at what your boy doing, man, I'm right here for you. But if you like the podcast, you can get it every time it come out. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. And I need to get the SoundCloud together. I ain't going to put that out there. But I might. I throw about four episodes up. I see you, Slim. Bro, I've been trying to get you on the pod, man. All you got to do is call in on the Skype, man. We can do this live. Now, uh, I know it's been a minute. A-Town, still reeling. From the Super Bowl loss, I'm still seeing same fans going in on the Falcons like Cleveland did on the Warriors. Still not letting it go. I think it's going to be hard for anybody to let that one go. But this NFL season, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Not only with the Falcons, but the entire league. And I guess since I brought up the Falcons, we will talk about them once again failing to make a splash. Why you guys don't like the splash? I don't know. Maybe you just don't like the water. Shout out to my boy Slim out there on South Beach, man. You need to tell them Falcons to jump in the water and start splashing a little bit. <laughs> Already. I mean, you keep your guys, at least y'all keeping y'all running back. I was worried that Devonta Freeman was on his way out the door. So it looks like he might get a pay raise and y'all might be able to make him happy. But other than that, if y'all hurry up and do something on that pass rush, there's going to be some consequences and repercussions and it's going to result in Atlanta probably taking a step back as some of the other teams in the, in the division start to take a step forward. Now, 32 teams in the NFL, we ain't going to talk about all of them. But I do want to talk about one situation in particular, which is the Cleveland Browns. Now, a lot of you did sound the trade ever. They basically paid $16 million for a draft pick by trading for Brock Osweiler, absorbing that contract off the Houston Texans books and allowing them to get a second round pick and swap six round picks. <clears throat> I saw some old school people really getting bent out of shape because, you know, this is something that it's more of a basketball or baseball type move. But to me, it's not wrong with that. If you want to really break down what the Browns are doing, it's basically the NFL equivalent of a Silicon Valley startup. You see that they have a whole bunch of picks over the next couple years. They're keeping all their young players. They're basically starting from scratch. Now, the NFL is a, you know, 32 teams. They're all considered franchises, so they all act a little bit similar. But in this case right here, you got some some of these, uh, what's his name? Paul DePodesta, who was uh, a baseball guy. 
big on the analytics and as you can see see that's why I want to do the boots shout out technology trying to ruin my day gotta know that now as I was saying Paul D. Podesta he is a baseball guy and he is showing that he's not afraid to think outside the box he's showing that He's willing to take everything that they have, take it down from scratch, and build it up. And I have to applaud them for that because I'm a big fan of innovation. I'm big into tech and I'm big on business. Anybody that knows me knows that I love when there are new, exciting ideas that can really disrupt the market. And if you look at what the Browns have been doing the last 20 years that they've been back, it hasn't been working. So I. I really want to see them try something new and you know of course there's the whole thing with the whole coaching staff basically being black you know head coach offensive coordinator defensive coordinator and those types usually don't get a big uh how you want to say a big vote of confidence uh, either from ownership general management or so on or even from the public and I am curious to see with a lot of this tanking and a lot of this losing, will they keep the patience to know that, you know, borrowing the Sam Hinking part of the process, will they be able to endure? Will the Browns be able to market? This is a three year, four year, five year process where we're going to be bad for a little while, but when we're good, we're going to have a Joel MB type impact with whatever guy that we find out there. So, you know, shout out to them trying to do a few different things. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, I want to get into future. Ooh, 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 ooh. Future Hendrix. Mr. Future. So you drop two albums in two weeks. Both of them go number one on the charts. That right there tells me the, the pure firepower that Future has at the push of a button. Because these aren't... the. Let me start over. In 2017, the way albums come out has completely changed from what it was 10 years ago and I want to say now when you have enough audience you have enough gravitas you have enough following that you can really get out there and just at the push of a button drop your album and all of a sudden you getting I mean thousands upon thousands of downloads you know thousands upon thousands of streams and with the streams counting up as album sales you're looking at a new way to gather your money where basically the old method of spending a boatload of money on marketing or doing a lot of appearances none of that really matters because what's what's doing the streams and the shows and the more streams you have of course some of this stuff is going to jump on radio it's going to cross over by itself because people are picking the best new content. Then you have 
basically the shows coming off off the strength of those songs and future has really mastered this hustle and i i do have to applaud him at what he's doing now it was weird that oh i don't know two weeks after we had rumors that future had just settled a lawsuit with rocco and a1 records where it sounds like part of the settlement gave royalties to rocco for the next two albums and what do you get two weeks later two albums and i think he really wants to get off there get with la reed and start his whole thing with epic i can't blame him but it does seem to be a bit frustrating when i see future with a lot of people hands in his pocket but it's the way that he's hustled and it's the, the thing that's been working I'm, I'm guessing he's making money of course he's making money i mean you look at any of the outfits that future has had on lately and that's one of the things that people with a lot of money do they they tend to like to dress nice and then sometimes in some days they like to just dress ridiculous and uh, future has a tendency to do such a thing now flip side of that rocco a1 doing your thing when it comes to business if you knew this guy was really going to be a star and you was going to put forth the effort to make him a star locking him in for six albums was a great move and the thing about it is a lot of these rappers are so short-sighted because the money is up front a name like rocco is has a lot of credibility in atlanta you know let alone just the industry period because he's written hits you know for jd and other artists so when you decide that you want to sign up with rocco i feel like that's a good look but you should have thought about the long-term ramifications of you being locked in for six albums and then the way that you're releasing albums and the way uh that you're doing you know that you're basically hustling between shows and in album streams so i i think uh what future has going on is gonna take him forward for the next few years um but i would like to see a little bit more savviness when it comes to his business now let's talk about the music just real quick both of these albums i've heard mixed reviews about uh some people don't tend to like the hendrix and they float toward the future album and vice versa me myself i think i'd have to go with the hendrix only because i feel like he decided to take more chances musically uh whether that was the rihanna song or some of these songs that's affectionately have been called uh r&b but i see he's trying to make some crossover steps he's not making a crossover album he's not becoming a pop album but he is showing that he has the capabilities to cross over and all this is going to take is the right pop artist to say i need future for a hook or some assistant uh vocals in the background it, it it's coming you can bet your bottom dollar on it With all that said, the Future album and the Hendrix album, they're both decent. I give them both three out of five. You probably could take a, a playlist from both of them 
can probably make you a five out of five album. But the only thing I really don't like is the length. He literally has the maximum amount of time that you could have on a CD on both of these albums. And it was a little exhausting. I can't lie. It was a little much trying to get to the end of both of those things. But I sat down. I got through them. And I might do a little write-up about both of them. Now, I finally want to wrap up by talking about my favorite person in the world right now. I mean, my absolutely, positively, 100% favorite person in the world right now is LeVar Ball. Why do you say that? I have two sons. LeVar has three. No, he's done with all three of his sons. Got them all four-ride scholarships to UCLA. And the oldest son is already looking like a top three draft pick for the NBA. Now, for those of you who don't know who LeVar Ball is, he is the son of Lonzo Ball, who's at UCLA going top three in the NBA draft. Leangelo, who's a high school senior. And LaMelo, who's a sophomore who, oh, I don't know, scored 92 points in a high school game. All three boys play ball and... LeVar had a vision. LeVar saw what this was going to be. And he basically set his life up for this to be the family hustle. Married a nice, tall, athletic woman. And for those of you who haven't seen the the ESPN feature with Scoop Jackson, go check that out because it'll explain a lot. It'll get a lot of these guys off of LeVar's back and also anybody else who doesn't agree with what he's doing. And you can see he took his time. He took his money and invested it in his boys being the best at basketball. What's wrong with that? You tell me. Is that really exploitation? Because. Like he said, what is UCLA doing right now with Lonzo? He's not getting paid a dime, but they are getting plenty of coverage. I haven't turned on ESPN any day where UCLA, UCLA is playing and I don't see the, the highlights. I don't at least in the A block. It's always there. <clears throat> now, some of, some of the things that I've seen said about how LeVar has gone about um, bringing his boys up by, you know, creating this big baller brand, which I believe is the next evolution of clutch sports and what LeBron is doing. LeBron signed with Nike, got all of his guys, you know, you know, internships and jobs where they could learn the business. And then after they learn the business, they form their own company. Well, LeVar said, you know what? I'm going to start my own brand right now with these kids while they're in AAU, build this brand up. And by the time they get to the professional ranks, this this brand will have enough cachet where Nike's going to have to come in and buy this brand. This is real Silicon Valley startup type stuff that people get applauded for every single day. But. When it comes to a father doing it with his sons and them wanting to get in on the exploitation early 
if you want to call it that. I hate even calling it exploitation because it's not. You know, it's basically we invested into a family trait or a family trade, I should say. And now it's coming. It's blossoming. It's be, it's the new thing that people will have to long, latch on to in order for them to even do business with them in the first place. Nike's going to have to sign a big check into whatever it is that Lonzo and LeVar Ball want when it's time for him to go into the NBA. Nike might not even be willing to do it. It might have to go through Adidas. This is going to be a really perplexing situation going forward because this is, I want to say this is the first time where we've had everything. Let me start over. This is the first time where I have seen someone go day one saying this is the brand this is a family brand and they're not able to actually use the brand because of the ncaa rules so uh lonzo is basically having to take a break as the endorser of his own brand while he's in college so i'm i'm really curious to see what's going to happen next uh you guys out there who are looking at LeVar like he's crazy, you have to understand how business works and you really have to dig in to what it means to to own your own thing. If you own your own business, you know, right now I own the Rundown South. If you want the Rundown South and all uh, or Double XL, they're going to have to pay me for the brand. And because I'm and if my kids were involved in it, you would have had to pay them, too. So, I mean, y'all guys, just get your facts straight. Just really watch the video, read a little something, and just don't fly out your mouth. Just don't do that. Because this dude is showing why parents need to be involved from jump. Find what their kids like to do. He he pushed them toward basketball. You can say that. Yeah, that, that might be true. He did push them in that direction. But at any point, I'm sure. If they wanted to quit, he would have been fine. And as a matter of fact, you can go find some of his interviews where he said so that, you know, no son of mine wants to be a quitter. They want in on this because they know what the end goal is. So as long as everybody know what what time it is, I don't see any problem with what he's doing. All right. That's enough time for today, man. I do appreciate y'all for joining me right here on the Rundown South. Just a few thoughts I had to get out there. One take, one shot kill. Shout out Jay-Z. You know, we're going live in the booth already. Right here in the A-Town. You got any questions, comments, please come through on Facebook slash The Rundown South. I am at CL, the main event on Twitter. You can follow the show at The Rundown South on Twitter. Come to TheRundown.com. You can give me any of your comments, questions. You want to book, you want to collab. Whatever it is, man, I'm really open to doing a lot of things right now because I'm taking a hard pivot and I will be dropping some new details about what that hard pivot is. I just hope y'all still rocking with me, man. I need y'all. I need my fans and I need my people. Everybody who supported me on anything I do, I need y'all to help take this to the next level. So uh, without further ado, I ain't going to hold y'all no longer. And uh, we out here. Peace.